We're kind of like a woodpecker in a petrified forest. You know, just keep busy and look for opportunities. That's shocking when you think about it. But them's the brakes. Oh, that is cruel. What they gonna say now? This is the Brian Suits Show. Uh, me, 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 me. AM Sunday, KTTH, Brian Suits here. How are all of ye on this uh, rainy practice Friday? And uh, producer Greg uh, is uh, surprisingly out today, tomorrow, and Monday. And so today, fully functional producer Frank uh, is uh, in there. And so, uh, uh, first of all, thanks for answering your alarm. Oh, yeah. I know it's it's hard. It's a toughie. But... uh, but it's it's been ignored in the past by myself indeed, and mm. that's but it's it's been a while. So anyway, producer Frank is here, um, and raining out there. If you're headed to Renton to the uh, Boeing plant, well, don't worry about it because you're not working today anyway. Because it's a safety stand down. And what was the big news today is that the the FAA has cleared the 737. Uh, they're sitting on the. Production. Alaska says that they'll be able to fly there by Friday. The FAA has cleared airlines to begin formal inspections of the planes. Alaska and United Airlines both aim to resume services within a week. Got to be honest with you, kind of trust the airlines a little more than uh, Boeing at this point. And that's a shame because it should start with Boeing. Now, shouldn't it? But uh, um, uh, don't worry. Our good friend Theron is down there in the rain for Channel 4. Uh, paying attention to uh, all the stuff, um, and and <clears throat> hearing yesterday morning when that news broke around 9 a.m. from the the Seattle Times that the aircraft was being repaired, it was it was under the the care of Boeing back at Renton, and and the it was not the subcontractor in Wichita at construction. It was at uh, Boeing workers had taken that off and then faultily reattached it without putting like the actual bolts in. And then other airlines have found the same thing. And so it seems to me like this is not maybe a management problem. I mean, that's after all, it's not their job to go down and check every worker's uh, work or whatever. But whoever whoever did that job and wound up with four bolts in his pocket, uh, apparently like eight or nine times. You might want to sit down, have have a sit down with him in HR and talk about team goals uh, on, on this. We stuff. learned that Alaska Airlines expects their MAX 9 jets to be back in service as early as uh, Friday uh, after inspectors found those missing bolts on several planes. Again, back out here live, the rain pouring down here at the uh, rent. That's several planes. Hey, uh, Grabowski, what is it, Hanrahan? I keep winding up with extra bolts in my pocket. What's that about? <laughs> I mean... Is is there maybe a pattern in plant? But we don't expect a lot of people to be out here working on these planes. And watch, it's going to be something really mundane. Like, well, normally the magnetic parts tray that is on the cherry picker uh, that had the four extra bolts wasn't in there, or whatever. But that's how you have accidents. Um, and I mean, yeah, you know, in the day, I, I would say, well, it kind of a silver lining that this happened below uh real real actual pressure altitude 16,000 feet depresses uh, pretty quickly and it's breathable oxygen at, at from about 11,000 feet on down and it is a miracle it didn't happen at at uh 31,000 feet or 39,000 feet because then it doesn't matter that the three seats next to it were empty you would have had people flying out the uh that hole the door plug just like goldfinger 
if you if you haven't if you if you forget um James Bond shoots a window out and Goldfinger goes flying out of his uh, executive jet is uh his uh, anyway, very obscure reference. Sorry about that. They're going to be inside uh, with those meetings doing quality control work and actually sharing with their bosses, which I found probably the most interesting part of this. The workers who do the work on the line are going to be telling their bosses what they think can make those planes safer. Maybe that's not such a good thing. Those bosses need to hear from the workers. Hopefully they listen. And yeah, we're not seeing any workers behind. Well, whatever. But the bosses don't get, come down with a pneumatic air hammer or a or a Brody handled uh you know, aviation uh, screw machine or whatever. I mean, th th this is the workers. This is the people who are working on the planes. Okay. So, I mean, it's really easy to say, well, you know what it is? It's those fat cats in their uh, evening tuxedos up there in Renton. You know, come on. And I know many of you are going there right now and all that. If you want to text me and tell me to shut my ignorant fat face, Maybe we'll read it, 800-465-8770, but uh, a lot of state patrol activity, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people uh, out running Honky McGill this morning, um, I saw, and um, luckily, we're a, we're a caliber above the average average driver if, uh, on the road out there till about um, uh, probably 5 a.m.-ish. You know, we, we, we know that cop on side of road with lights going doesn't mean you have to slow down. It's not like the cop's going to say, all right, you stay here. I'm going to go get that guy because he's doing 68 and a 60 or whatever. So anyway, that's I did not know that. We're so smart. Wow. Um, and uh, so a couple things uh, this morning, by the way, there's no morning montage this morning. Why? Because, because blank you, that's why. Um, but the face, has, the mask has been torn off of politics across the country from 2 a.m. on this morning. You're not supposed to know that at 6 a.m. on the West Coast. Uh, and people aren't supposed to know that at 6 a.m. on the East Coast. But a couple political truths. Um, parties bribe people they're afraid of to not run. Okay? So there's there's that. Th this has brought down the Arizona Republican Party because Carrie Lake recorded the head of the GOP of Arizona bribing her. And his, his comeback is, yeah, well, she set me up. She shouldn't be recording me. <laughs> okay. So, uh, there are very powerful people who want to keep you out. I know what they do. But they're willing to. She's munching on some macadamia nuts there, or almonds, like you get Arizona. And I mean, literally, that's like from a movie. You, you hear the head of the Arizona GOP who says, Well, yeah, there's some very powerful people that want to keep you out, and, uh, and, and, and all that. She knows what it's about. <clears throat> and so we'll play the, a little extended version of that a little later on. Um, and the other thing that you're not supposed to know when you first watch it, at because it's 3 a.m. on the West Coast, and at 6 a.m. on the East Coast, no one's watching it, but there's a direct line from the White House press office to NBC, specifically to Morning Joe. And Morning Joe likes to play uh, the role of former Republican congressman who just wants common sense, but he's not. Uh, he's an operative, and it's also personal. What's personal is because Donald Trump was interested in his wife, Mika. Mika Brzezinski used to be married to a guy. They had several uh, daughters. Mika started liking the attention she got from Donald Trump and from her co-host, Joe Scarborough. Um, Mika Brzezinski's the daughter of uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski, former Secretary of State, and she's Eastern European. So why do you think uh, Donald Trump likes her? 
He likes the Eastern Europeans. So <clears throat> anyway, th there was a thing. Um, Joe was jealous. That This is all the personal stuff that you're not supposed to know when you watch the show. Uh, she finally chose Joe after she dumped her husband. She married Joe Scarborough. What like he dumped his wife and married Mika Pazinski. And so they deliver the talking points. At, at, at 3 a.m., they deliver the day's talking points. The talking points are, right right now, Trump is getting in the way of uh, the best border deal you're going to get. And I apologize for saying that last week. That is a White House talking point. That's them psychologically trying to implant that somehow, well, this is it. You're not gonna, it it's not going to be a better issue. You better get rid of this now. You better get this. This is the best border deal you're going to get. Really what it is is a, a down-the-road increase in federal magistrates. Because right now, one of the big issues is the backlog for asylum hearings. Even though the majority of them are rejected, the the fiction that, well, no, we're, it's a humanitarian thing. We're letting them uh, come here and, and, and claim asylum. Okay, there's no such thing as economic asylum. You know, I, I understand. I, they, want, they want to kill me in Venezuela because it's a commie hellhole or Cuba. I, I get it. <clears throat> but um, poverty wants to kill me in Honduras. That's not asylum. Poverty wants to kill me in Guatemala. Not asylum. Uh, uh, it's better in America. Sorry, that's not asylum. That's you going to the, uh, to the embassy and getting the paperwork. So what they want to do in this border deal is just increase the number of magistrates. Because right, right now, per magistrate, because you understand, you, you cross through the wire and you're given a notice to appear. Without any ID, you can say your name is D-Duck, um, and you were born on 1-1 18 years ago, and you're actually 14, um, and your name is Donaldo, but Plato Donaldo, uh, uh, Duck Donald, um, and, um, oh, no, Plato's led. Uh, anyway, Plato, uh, regardless, a uh, fake name and fake ID. Each federal immigration magistrate has a 4,000 case backlog, okay? And these are not nine to five people. So the best border deal you're gonna get has nothing to do with the border, it has to do with decreasing that backlog. And the talking point is, but it's the best border deal. So you understand, here's the, the third leg of this PSYOP stool. It goes White House to Morning Joe, Morning Joe's backstory with Donald Trump. And then the third leg is that Donald Trump was up all night long, tweet, truth socialing 37 times about E. Jean Carroll because he's up all night. He's up at, at 6 a.m. on the East Coast watching Morning Joe. It's a show of record. So they know, and he's easily manipulatable, very easily. You just have to dangle a shiny object or that someone else is richer or that... Mar-a-Lago is not worth 1.1 billion or whatever, and he goes. And they can see it minute by minute between what they say and what he goes on Truth Social about. Um, they know there's an effect, so it's on here. Day after New Hampshire, it's on. Nikki Haley in South Carolina uh, denouncing uh, Trump's tantrum from uh, night before yesterday. You know the whole thing. It's on, and they deliver it on NBC with with the the willingness of NBC to be that important. And it's a it's a ego thing for uh, Joe Scarborough to be able to, to to sit there and just know that that Donald Trump is watching when he and Mika tweak him like this. Haley, I think because Nikki Haley is right there, just waiting <laughs> to see what shoe drops, to see what happens. Um, and so, to an extent, what Nikki Haley represents is 
the last best hope for the Republican Party if all of a sudden Donald Trump is taken off the stage because of his legal problems. Well, so I think that kind of like, that's like right there in his head, yeah, you but, know? But and they know that he's sitting there throwing stuff in his room because they they, they have people that are interns uh, for Trump who, who can tell him what the effect is and when to, that he's there hammering away with two thumbs on true social. But Willie, come on, he's scared. He's scared to debate because he doesn't think he just doesn't think he can. He, I, I'm sure his campaign people are like, "Yeah, we let him out on a stage with, in front of a teleprompter, and he confuses Nikki Haley and yeah. Nancy Pelosi, Barack Obama. He thinks Barack Obama's president of the United States. Thinks he ran against him and be like, they. I mean, in other words, if you could be more personal and provoking Trump, could you do better than that? That they they know that that's going on right in front of you. You think he's just riffing. Uh, as part of an opening monologue or something like that. That's not what that is. That's intended for him and him alone to provoke him all day long. And the White House and the Senate Democrats with a deal, the toughest border deal ever, that would stop. So did you catch that? You have to You have to say, they have to go, quote, uh, uh, you have to say, you know, blah, 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 comma. And the Senate Democrats with a deal, the toughest border deal ever, that would stop fentanyl from flooding across the border, stop it. They're saying no, and they're admitting, Republicans are admitting, House Republicans, no, we don't want to fix this. We don't want to fix the fentanyl problem. So so that was what they planted last week, that, oh, those uh, do-nothing Republicans just want the campaign issue. Well, the main the main thing is, you know, uh, it, it Trump is giving him this ammo. He does like that issue. And it's a great issue because it's killing Biden. They know that. And they know that they would do a victory lap if the Senate and, – and by the way, Mitch McConnell, who now I totally wonder about you know that guy's loyalties, but he keeps saying, well, we don't have the text for you to – because I kept looking for, well, what's the text of the Senate uh, border bill? Well, it's not available, and it's not available uh, for, for senators either because that is what it is, and they're – practically handing a victory to uh, to Biden on this. And if you missed this overnight uh, yesterday, um, but let me read the last sentence. This is from Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. He's in India right now. Um, <clears throat> he, he released a letter yesterday, and it ends with the Texas National Guard, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority as well as state law to secure the Texas border. There's been this back and forth between the federal government and Texas, that authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the country. So they're losing on this. The, uh, Greg Abbott is – if a Republican is elected in November, um, they can thank Greg Abbott. They, they can't thank him enough because he made this issue what it is a year ago by busing people to other parts of the country and especially to New York where – CNN and MSNBC and the rest of them have their, their main newsrooms. And so making it a local, if you need a local issue, I'll give you a local issue. How about, how about um, 130,000 illegal aliens coming, uh, shutting down a New York high school because that's going to be our cold weather uh, shelter uh, and all that. So the next thing he did was local in using the Texas Army National Guard um, for trespassing enforcement and all that. And <clears throat> what he did yesterday was he effectively cited the U.S. Constitution, which what like I have right here, and it's already dog-eared and highlighted, uh, and saying, I get to defend my state from invasion. It's right in the Constitution. 
Um, it's a, I retweeted this uh, yesterday. This this blew me away. I mean, not in my lifetime that I think I would see this. The federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration. Despite having been put on notice in a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him by hand, President Biden has ignored Texas' demand that he perform his constitutional duties. And it's a letter. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's the radio. Um, but uh, he, he sent this yesterday, and he cites James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and the other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw that states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. Um, and then he cites uh, Article 4, uh, Section 4, Article 1, Section 10. Yes, and, and I have those talk here and all that. And he cites a part in the U.S. Constitution when, when it was ratified um, where they provided states uh, the discretion. You know, keep in mind, there was no Twitter and there was no Telegram. Someone had to respond to an invasion, right? And, and, and if you don't know this, um, the Spaniards were very covetous of the Southwest United States. Uh, and actual uh, imminent uh, armed incursion by the Spaniards was a thing until around 1820. And I mean, it, it, a lot of people don't know this, but the Spaniards sent a expedition to intercept Lewis and Clark. You know, that's that's the, the crazy alternate uh, history where Lewis and Clark are in, are in a firefight with a bunch of Spaniards on horseback. That was a thing. And it, it it was it was enshrined in the Constitution. It remains in the Constitution to this day that a, a governor doesn't have to wait for the Pentagon to uh, uh, declare war or, or national emergency or, or whatever. Uh, and he's he's saying, look, we're being in. It may not be an army invading Texas, but it's an army of individuals. So um, anyway, that uh, a l little more than I heard a a, um, a piece from a. Uh, on on Channel 13 yesterday, the the author of HB 1227, the Keeping Families Together Act, absolutely does not understand what her law does, and she's saying, "Well, no, no, it doesn't doesn't change any law, doesn't move anything." Um, what it does is increase, the, and this is this is we're talking about um, the dead infant Otis Sanderson, the three week old that was given back to his fentanyl addict dad who was found dead, uh, cause unknown. So that's, why, that's why he's not uh, in the Jefferson County lockup uh, for murder. Well, what did her law change? Um, it increased the standard for police and hospitals to take a uh, child into protective custody uh, through a law enforcement hold or hospital hold, but not uh, addiction to fentanyl as criteria. I mean, it, it by, by tightening up uh, or increasing the standard, as they say, the goal of the bill was to decrease uh, the takeaways. The, the 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 things were okay. Does the state misuse that power from time to time and in place to place? Yeah, it sure does. That's unfortunate. You'll live. Okay, I I'm here to tell you, you'll live. But you 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 have a part to play. What the bottom line, the bar for DCYF, Department of Child and Youth Families, Child Protective Services. We'll say CPS from now on. Um, the the minimum bar is protect newborn kids from addicted parents. 
don't leave them with and don't leave them with those parents and call it a win. But that's what they're doing because the law requires uh, to raise that standard. The reason being she didn't like kids being taken away from their parents. Well, sometimes the kids need to be taken away from their parents so they'll live. That's the minimum of what that agency does, and it's failed. They call 22% fewer takeaways victories. You just had a three-week-old a newborn given back to its dad, the addict's dad that lives in a tent in a park, and people are shocked that it's dead. It's uh, Anyway, that's the update today. We'll, we'll come back here in just a second with uh, the Abbott letter and the Texas breaking away from the United States uh, this morning. AM 770 KTTH. KTTH, Brian Suits here. Well, we just heard from, what's his name? J- Guy Calhoun, the CEO of Boeing. Um, uh, there, Maria Cantwell, the SS uh, Cantwell has uh, resurfaced, as she, as she does every several months, saying there'll be hearings. Um, and uh, by the way, AM 770, KTTH, Brian Suits here. Uh, here he is. He's, he's sort of off mic here, but effectively saying we don't put planes in there if they're not safe or something like that. We fly safe planes. We don't put airplanes in the air that we don't have 100% confidence in. After the meeting, Senator Cantwell announced there would be congressional hearings to investigate the root cause of safety lapses. So we don't know what that entails. And there's some more closed-door meetings uh, today. And, and, And again, I've explained this before. The world is divided up into two kinds of cultures. <clears throat> zero defect culture and good enough culture. And you don't want to, in my experience, um, you can't take good enough people and send them through zero defect school at Everett and expect to get that back when they get when they get back to Ethiopia. At least I don't trust it. However, that being said, uh, there's, you know, be, because aircraft is so automated these days, um, it, it probably reduces a lot of accidents, uh, and so, unless they don't. Um, but from the mothership, from Renton or Everett, that's supposed to be zero. That product is supposed to be zero defect. You know, I mean, that's why Amazon has return centers because they they you know they they can't guarantee everything they sell is going to be out of the box. You know, perfect. Uh, but they want to make the return as painless as possible. Maybe too painless, um, as some, some would say. But um, uh, the commercial airplane is supposed to be zero defect, right? Would you get on it? Um, I mean, to the point where a friend of mine married into a family that w- that did pretty well. And they would take family vacation to Hawaii, but they would take separate planes. Um, the, the couple flew separately. Their kids then flew separately. Then when he married one of uh, the daughters, they flew separately, or the parents wouldn't pay for the airfare. And when they paid, it was always first class. And when when, uh, she had their first kid, um, they took the grandkid. She flew separately from her husband, you know, and and, and all that. And I I thought that's really kind of going overboard. Uh, That's really showing that, 
you don't understand how math works or random chance, whatever. But that was the thing they're thinking was, well, if I can factor out a tragedy just by doing that one little thing, then I'll do it. And I mean, uh, you know, my thing about if you, uh, if you have it and don't need it, it's better than need it and don't, don't have it. I, you know, I, I get that now. I, I, I get that now. Um, but on this one thing, I mean, you're getting on, you can't get, you can't, you don't know who you're driving next to. Usually they're idiots. Uh, in my experience, you're all idiots when you're trying to change lanes into me. Um, and for the, uh, Wall Street Journal's uh, best and worst airlines of 2023, the winner is Delta. Gotta, gotta say, I don't, I don't like connecting through Atlanta. I don't have a lot of Delta time. But number two is Alaska. And I mean, you know, the my, my question would be, because I don't know this, uh, hey, Boeing employees, does Calhoun fly commercial <laughs> or does, does he fly the Gulf Stream? Uh, I mean, he's a CEO. You know what? You know, they all fly to Davos in a Gulf Stream 650 ER and, and, and the whole thing. D does he fly on a Boeing product? I mean, and I got to say, I don't know. I don't know the answer. But I, I would, I would, I would gaze askance at uh, the CEO of a commercial aircraft company that did not fly his own product. And I don't care if it's a private 737. But if you don't fly that product to to, to, to talk to Congress, we fly safe planes. We don't put does. airplanes in the air that we don't have 100 percent confidence in. But what do you fly? What do you put your family in? And all that. And you know, chances are, if if you know how to work. Um, Flight Radar 24 or any of those um, websites, y you can discriminate. You know, you, you can you can display every aircraft in the air right now, and it's astounding to to see the world right now with the sun up over Europe and now over most of America. It's a, it's astounding uh, how crowded the skies are. Except it's big sky, little bullet. You know, you're zoomed out looking at the entire world, right? Well, you can cut it down to <clears throat> planes that left Narita, Tokyo, planes that left SeaTac. And you, now you're discriminated just to the planes that left SeaTac in the last hour, right? When you discriminate it by aircraft type and you go uh, BA-730 or Boeing 730, it's listed as a 738 or whatever. When you discriminate it to the 737 fuselage, to that body style, to that aircraft, it's astounding how many of those are in the air. And you're not hearing about, uh, you know, door plugs flying out every day or, or, or even. And it's, it, it's been uh, over a decade since a major domestic uh, air crash. The, the Max 8 issue, that software issue, that cost two foreign run uh, airlines 737s uh, over almost, almost three years ago. Horribly tragic, right? But had the pilots been made aware that the aircraft came equipped with software that was going to override their inputs, if they if they thought the aircraft was climbing uh, too high or too too shallow, and they put their hands on the sticks, it would overrule their input, and they they wind up in this stall oscillation where the anyway. Um, uh, but, uh, let's, since I have it up, I logged in and, uh, producer Frank is, uh, his finger is hovering over the mouse button. Hit the checking of the texting sound. Uh, Iran 
A 360 uh, number says, maybe we go back to merit hiring practices. Well, one R, one T. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, and then talking about Texas, 253 says, Texas is one of the few states that has an official militia, uh, Texas State Guard, not subject to the Title X federalization. Um, yeah, but believe me, if you've ever seen them, you, you wouldn't trust them with uh, pointy sticks, much less weapons. Uh, we'll we'll get to that uh, in, in a second. More more than Texas saying three hundred three area code. Um, hey Brian, is there is there a chance the missing Boeing bolts are an, an employee's attempt at, to build a plane like Johnny Cash is one piece at a time? Um, yes, very funny, suitably amusing. But you know the the aircraft are made in so many sub assemblies. <clears throat> I I don't know when 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 was the last organic you know uh, stem to stern. Nose to tail, bow bow to tail, seven thirty seven built. I mean, at some point, I mean, Boeing is always around the Seattle area. Has always had subcontractors, you know, machinists, you know, making the the two twenty one frenulator versus the two twenty three frenulator that Alaska asked for. Um, uh, yeah. So, by the way, so the performance for a best airline is based on uh, on time arrival. It's not, you know, uh, customer satisfaction or happiness. But I got to say, I know a lot of people that fly Delta, and, and Delta's been the number one airline for three years running now. They are happy, but Alaska's been number two for three years running. And if this is done uh, by the Transportation Department raw numbers, well, Delta flies all around the world and has four times, five times as many passengers per day. So they're going to win that. Uh, no matter what, Southwest went down. Southwest has always been a one of my favorites, but I'm a West Coast uh, flyer. Um, and that one, um, uh, two five three says it's looking like anything on a Boeing aircraft might 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 now be defective, and that's what's sad. You know, I mean, uh, is anyone making a? I heard an offhand. Uh, remark from a Fox morning anchor about well, my wife checked that manifest. We're on one of those planes. I mean, look, there's a spotlight on that issue right now. And even more of a spotlight uh, since the Seattle Times reported yesterday that um, uh, the issue was a Renton, uh, an aircraft for routine maintenance for whatever reason. An Alaska air aircraft was uh, uh, sent to, uh, to Renton to fix uh, the the steam-powered frenulator, and Hanrahan popped out that uh, door plug and then put it back on without the bolts and then didn't tell anyone he had four bolts in his pocket or whatever. And then the inspections found other aircraft. So there's no excuse for that. And, I mean, since no one inspects that, since that aircraft takes off with the assumption that it was put back together the way it was taken apart, uh, when it gets back to Southwest or Alaska, nobody inspects Hanrahan's work or what the r repair was. We learned that Alaska Airlines expects their Max 9 jets to be back in service as early as uh, Friday. So you don't check it till it fails. You know, and I mean, rather than finding out two years after the accident what the issue was, which would have happened uh, 30,000 feet over Grants Pass, luckily this thing popped out at 16,000 feet. I mean, I, I would say to the, to the people that are suing uh, Alaska, you know, you can sue anyone you want, the whole thing. However, um, from a, you know, in, in, a, in a weird quinky dink, you're better off with that thing popping off at 16,000 feet or when you're running down the runway at 200 knots than happening at 30,000 feet over Medford.
Uh, or Ashland, probably. Um, all right, when we come back, uh, um, Alabama with a unique, never-before-tried execution method. But how did this murderer execute his victim in uh, 1988? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you about the, the one piece of the story he's never told. And Carrie Lake is bribed by the GOP to not be Carrie Lake. Uh, that and more coming up. AM 770 KTTH. AM 770, KTTH, Brian Suits here. The Carrie Lake uh, explosive tape uh, capturing the Arizona uh, GOP chair who had resigned yesterday, uh, bribing her to never run for stuff for, for two years. Um, well, so uh, I, I don't know. Producer Frank is in for uh, producer uh, Grieg uh, today. How are you with the sports ball? Not Not very good. Um, you're aware of the National League of Tackle Football, right? I have heard of it. Uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, named uh, is going to be named the head coach of the Chargers today. Uh, its effect on me and anyone within grenade range is zero, except he's back in the NFL, which is what he wants, and he quarterbacked the uh, Chargers for a while, so he knows the Spanos family, and that's uh, and that's why. So anyway, there's that. Did you hear about the controversy with the Women's World Cup? The Spanish team won. And uh, ever been to Spain or Italy, uh, Greece, yeah, Portugal? Yeah, <clears throat> Men's physicality with each other as well as with adjacent females is way, way different than Capitol Hill. By the way, the home of the guy who's behind bars again for stalking Taylor Swift. Tangent to my tangent. Have you seen that guy? Daniel Crow, yeah, three, yeah, total psycho eyes. Oh yeah, vacant psycho eyes. Absolutely, the reason that you have different laws for stalking, um, because the guy, the guy, was out of jail on Tuesday. His lawyer is physically grabbing him, walking out of the courtroom. Oh my, with, with um, paparazzi in his face. He's nuts. <clears throat> He's nuts. And she's saying, Daniel, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. He can't. He can't help himself, um, and th they know that he has a habit of just going right back to her apartment. And, and there's these paparazzi. They don't work for a network. They're selling the footage. So their job is to provoke the guy into saying something, and he's there. This is, his eyes are just giant, you know, tea saucers with little pupils in them. Total vacant look, big chubby face, light brown hair, you know, filling out his pants and his shirt pretty, pretty amply. Um, and I, he doesn't understand why she doesn't, uh, why she doesn't dump that NFL tight end for the loser Chiefs and and see his brilliance. David, why are you stalking her? Oh, you're gonna go see Taylor Swift again? Huh? Stop. Are you a That's a lawyer. <laughs> just tell, just, she's just like, S -s -s -s. and not to the paparazzi, but to him, because he's because he's answering the guy who's provoking. Over there? Mr. Crow, stop. Mr. Crow, his name is Crow. David Crow. And you can't tell a paparazzi, okay, you got enough go. Mr. Crow, are you in love with her? Are you going to go see her again? 
Okay, do we think we have enough now? No, you don't know how this works, do you? Anyway, he's not here. So that's one less nutbag on Capitol Hill for us. Speaking of Seattle, uh, city of Seattle settling with the George Floyd uh, protesters. Um, well, so, uh, so anyway, the um, <clears throat> Spanish female World Cup team won the World Cup. The chairman of the Spanish uh, World Cup Federation, the ones that put together uh, the team that won, uh, is a male. He's a Spanish male named Rubiales or Rubiales or whatever. Um, on the trophy ceremony, at the trophy ceremony, he stood up on the podium with other uh, administrative bureaucratic uh, people, right? And each member walked by him um, and... Uh, got got their medal around their neck, you know, and uh, and 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 the whole thing. So, the the president of the Spanish female uh, World Cup Federation, this this one player who scored two goals in the gold medal match that they just won, he grabs this woman by the cheek, puts both hands on her cheeks, and gives her a kiss. He may face trial now. So he's already been personally, you know, she because she had said, well, he didn't ask me permission, you know, in the whole 2023 thing and the whole thing. Um, and then it escalated to the point where now he's going to face trial in Spain. And and I mean, so if you haven't been to Spain in 10 years, the, the, the Spain you visited 10 years ago, that ain't the Spain of 2024. And, and uh, you know, it's, Maybe it should never have been that Spain. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. But I can just tell you this. <clears throat> when I went to Spain, uh, when I was college age, I, I was shocked by it. Because in, in, America, in the Mer America of the late 80s, uh, uh, you didn't do that. The, what men in Spain, and I, that's why I came back from Italy, Spain, and, and Greece saying, you know what? There's a couple countries where the men don't deserve the women. And Portugal, Spain, and Italy, and yeah, Greece are for those countries. Where an American comes back, and you're like, everywhere you turn, you're falling in love. And then some, and then some Italian pig walks up and molests her on the street, you know, and thinking it's a compliment because it's a male culture and the whole thing, and uh, and it, and it's not right. Okay, it's not normal. But but I got to say, I'm shocked to see that the Spaniards are about to put. The, the guy who put together their World Cup, female World World Cup winning team together. And it's got to this point that uh, he's going to um, he's going to be tried. But uh, anyway, so Carrie Lake, perhaps you've heard of her. I think she was a little too over the top for me uh, anyway. I'm not afraid of her nationally, but the GOP is afraid of her. So the other political truth today that I, like I was saying at the top of the show um, is that Things that people behind the GOP can't control, they don't like. And she's one they, they can't control. She loses the gubernatorial election. Everybody agrees. Even the GOP agrees it was a fair election and you lost. But she won't shut up. She keeps saying, just like Trump, uh, I was robbed and the whole thing. So the head of the Arizona GOP. This guy, Kevin DeWitt, resigned yesterday. He Obviously, when she was running for governor, he's meeting with her every day, every couple of days, and then also bouncing off the National Party. Trump comes out 
Big, big deal in Arizona. Trump anoints her, but wasn't good enough. Uh, she didn't win. And so he takes a meeting with her, apparently at her residence. Says, hey, let me come out and talk with you about some stuff. And she has snacks out and all thing. He's there to bribe her on behalf of people back east who want her off the radar for two years. And I don't know. I, 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 I'm just going to tell you, um, if you're going to meet with a person in the media about a subject like that, don't expect don't expect it not to go tape. You, you, it's almost like, well, never mind. Um, but you, you, you came into their residence, so she's le legally taping the guy, and it, it was really there are very powerful people who want to keep you out. And that's the very cinematic part of this. There's very powerful people that want to keep you out, Carrie. And this is this is almost like uh, the, the final speech in the Bond movie. There are very powerful people who want to keep you out. Oh, no, they do. But they're willing to. Wait, was that me? Did I turn that off? Was me. Uh, th so the guy gets the um, to the bottom line, and and that is they want to make it worth your while. So what's going on? What is? Uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Uh, this is this is. And she's talking about Ron McDaniel, the the head of the uh, of the of the big GOP. Uh, this is this is this is back east. They, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. Oh, no, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So. Yeah. Is there any gray area there? They're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. And I mean, this is, at this point, Kevin DeWitt is now a free agent, but I want to tell him, in, in the future, you might want to go through your, your quiver of talking around things, Arrow. And make it a little more gray. Um, be, watch what you say. Put their money where their mouth is. Put their money where their mouth is. So, this conversation never happened. Th this is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, nailed it. Maybe you're right. Well, okay. And she, and then this is also very embarrassing. She boils it down to why he's there, why they want her off the radar, and that means endorsing people publicly. That means don't be on the stage with Trump. This is about defeating Trump, and I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. DeSantis is not America first. This is a so anyway. That's the quiet part out loud, and so it's all happening today, man, on the Brian Suit Show here. So yeah, turns out. Um, uh, MSNBC is a megaphone for directly from the White House, not even a middleman. All right, so you know that. And that Morning Joe takes it personal, and they know that. And it, and in 3 a.m. to 9 a.m. on MSNBC is a psyop against Trump. He does not fly. He doesn't. He doesn't have breakfast. None of that until 9 a.m. East Coast time because he is stuck in front of the TV watching this stuff. Um, and you you can see it. It correlates within minutes. From, from things said on MSNBC to things said on Truth that he is watching, so they know that. And so now you know that maybe very powerful people are putting their money where their mouth is to pull the strings of the GOP, according to uh, this tape by Kerry Lake, not altered, according to audio engineers or people with uh, Adobe 
uh, audition. Uh, AM 770 KTTH back. By the way, Puyallup rocks? Question mark. Uh, AM 770 KTTH. For tank and tankless hot water heaters, for clogged drains, for leaky faucets, for toilets that won't flush, stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, Heating, and Mechanical is your trusted source to solve all your plumbing needs. 1-800-FREAKIN or beaconplumbing.net.